0: Before we get started, we want to thank our sponsor, Bybrook Small Business Insurance. Bybrook is who we use for our business insurance because they make it quick and easy for small businesses. You can visit bybrook.com to get a quote in minutes, purchase your policy, and be covered the next day. Policies start as low as $35 a month, which is so good. If getting a quote online intimidates you, though, you can also call 1-866-757-4487 to speak directly with a licensed insurance agent who will gladly help you through the process and answer any questions you may have. Thank you to Bybrook Business Insurance for being A sponsor of the Artie Friends podcast. As always, we'll have the link in our notes as well as on our website. Welcome back to the Early Friends Podcast. This is Allison. And this is Kara. Guys, we have such a fun episode today. We are giving silly, goofy mood vibes, and we just have so much that has happened in the last few weeks. It's been very transformative for both of us. So this advice segment episode couldn't have come at a better time. So we're not just going to be answering WWYBD questions. We're also going to be just sharing some life lessons and things that we've learned in the past couple of weeks.
1: Yes, we even were getting so real and teary-eyed and stuff. Even just talking about this where we hopped on, we're like, okay, we get to start recording and just save everything for the podcast. So yeah, like she said, we have lots to catch up on and we've both been so, so busy. Like what has been the last month? We're excited to catch you guys up, get you up to speed and then answer your questions. And as always, you can send in your questions if you want advice or you're going through a situation or just one event, alreadyfriendspodcast.com, send it in there. And then that's how we pull the questions for this episode. Yes, exactly. So, gosh, where do we even begin? Um, Do we want to catch up
0: first? Just on what's going on? I feel like everything is, like, woven together. Like, my catching up is, like, also my life lessons. The whole thing has been a fever dream, to be honest.
1: Yeah, no, I think you should just go
0: for it. Tell us what you've been up to. Oh, God. Okay. And I feel, like, so disconnected from you guys, which is kind of silly because this podcast is only a one-way thing like you guys are only hearing us but like not being on last week and with the interview with jennifer i didn't really get to like catch up with you guys in like a casual friend way so i'm like missing everyone in our little
1: community i'm like <laughs> besties i haven't like got to chat with you in a while do you feel that way 100% same like and i miss you i miss chatting with you i'm like oh my gosh this was like our hour schedule of girl talk every single week and it's been like a month like i was missing this
0: literally same Right before we hopped on, we were like, "Okay, Kara needs to come to Omaha like tomorrow. We need yesterday next week. <laughs> yeah." <laughs> So that is in store for us, hopefully. Yes. This is so funny. So this morning, I went to bed at 4 a.m. last night and we're recording at 11 and I woke up like to some freaking telemarketer calling me at like eight o'clock in the morning. And so I was like, no, I definitely need to sleep for like another hour or something. And you know how when you're like already kind of awake, you're like half trying to go back asleep, but like aware. I had a dream that you came into town and it was your birthday and we went to this restaurant and we were just like not vibing. Like we were like on your (laughs) phone the whole time time. And then I was like, okay, I'll just be on my phone. And it was like, everything was so out of character for you. And (laughs) then you like got the wrong food and you were just like upset. And I was like, oh my God, I'm like ruining her birthday. Like, I don't even know what's (laughs) happening. It was just so weird. And then I like woke up and I was like, wait, no, that did not happen. That's (laughs) not real. Yeah. I hate when dreams are like that. Stressful yeah yeah. but I was obviously like thinking about you because you we were like about to record and like maybe I was just like, okay, you need to come up but not not in that capacity.
1: Yeah, not enough don't have a miserable time, but come up and have fun. yeah, that's so funny mm-hmm. and do a little late birthday celebration quite late Actually, but yeah and your half birthday.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Catching up. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I told you guys I could turn part of my apartment into the Airbnb. That is all going really well. I will say I grossly underestimated the timeline. It was very optimistic of me to be like, oh my gosh, like, I want to get it open next weekend. Like, no chance. I don't know why I didn't think that that would be a big project. It's basically like starting a new business, you know? It's not like when we started the podcast or I opened 1404, I wasn't like, oh my gosh, I'm going to come up with the whole business plan, the business model, get everything opened in a week. It's like, no, there's a lot on the to-do list. So I've just had to chill on my expectations of wanting that up and ready and in the way that I want to do it. But I was obviously like, okay, well, I have to like monetize this because now I'm paying for all of this space. And now I've been paying for it for two months and like not made a dollar off of it. But you know, it's fine. It will come full circle, but it's looking really, really cute in there. And I've had a few photographer friends be like, dude, I will literally just like take the photos for you in there and I'm like yes please so I have like quite a few photo shoots in the next few weeks which I don't know I like I'm good with taking photos of myself on lens buddy but I'm not like Mm -hmm. jumping to model usually like I always love the photos when they turn out but like I'm not usually the one that's going to be like reaching out to a photographer like that's like hey take photos of me but I think they're going to be really cute we have clay and I have a couple's one on Thursday also (laughs) wait cute I know Oh my gosh. Um, What else? 1404 is still going great. There has been some neighborhood mischief that has made my life a bit chaotic. So, there's this music performing venue, like a few blocks up, and it had been closed for like years. And these new people came in, bought it, renovated it, opened it back up. Well, there's a bunch of houses around it, and they had been like abandoned basically, and they ended up buying them. Well, come to find out, there had been people like squatting and living in there for like years. And so when they bought the homes, they were obviously like, you guys can't just be like living in our houses for free. And to kick them out, some of these people were like very upset at the neighborhood, I think for like developing, which like I get if you've been like a long-term resident of the neighborhood and you're mad (laughs) if your rent is going up, but it's like, y'all don't even pay rent. You're just squatting <laughs> off the neighborhood. So they're very upset and decided to take it out on like all of the businesses and the houses and the church on the street. And they have been wreaking fucking havoc. They used a crowbar to break into my gate, broke the lock off, stole our tools, stole our ladder, used that to get into a different place to steal more of their tools, to break into the church, to rip out the vanity, to steal all of the copper pipes, take their security and sound systems. They're hacking like computer wise, like um, one of the other their businesses, I don't want to say because they're like not trying to tell people, they have like counterfeit money that they've been trying to use. They literally came into 1404 and asked if our copper racks were real. One of the other businesses down the street, they also broke in there, took their whole HVAC system, copper pipes, everything. And so I had to get cameras. And the crazy thing is, is like the audacity that these people have like a month ago, they just like came up onto my roof and were are like looking around and Clay was home and he went out and he was like, yo, what are you doing? And they were like, oh, sorry. Like, they're just like, they don't care. Just like walking in broad daylight. I don't know. But it was very calculated, everything they're doing. And so that's why I feel like they're like mad. And yeah, a lot of the businesses have cameras now. And we're all like, yeah, this is, it's the same group that has this like concerted effort. And the police were pretty unhelpful, to be honest. They just said that they would like patrol the area more. Literally my back gate I'm like, no, I live in The Walking Dead. I chained that motherfucker up. Like, <laughs> no one is getting in there. I have like three padlocks, like a sign, a chair, and <laughs> I'm like, Don't you dare. Like, I, because I want them to know that I know that they came. Like, so they're not just like, oh, I got away with it. I can come in here. And I think that they broke in because Clay's car was gone. And for years, he had obviously always parked in the same spot. But then when I sold my car and he was dog sitting out west, they're like, wait, there's no cars here for like a week. These people must have left. Yeah. 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 So I told my dad this. And actually, oh my God, the story is so cute. Oh my God, I have so much to tell you guys. Like all these stories are intertwined. (laughs) Um, I started boxing, but I'll tell you guys about that in a second. There's this very sweet girl at boxing and I told her I didn't have a car, just like in conversation. And then she went home and her mom told me that she prayed for me to get a car which is so cute. And then no joke the next day, my dad, I don't even know why I didn't even think about this. He was like, hey, I have my old pickup truck. Like you can just borrow it. Like we, I never use it because he has like a car that he drives to work. Mm-hmm. He just uses the truck for, I don't know, hauling random stuff when they need it. And that was the truck that was like our family car when I was growing up. So I, my attachment and the nostalgia to this truck is like deep. Like, oh my God, we went to Indian dinner the other night, me, Clay, my dad, and sister. And we were just like cackling, mm-hmm. laughing at stories in the old blue truck and so now i'm like whipping around in it and i'm just like loving life it is rusted out it is so loud you have to put oil in it once a week and i'm like this is my dream car like i'm honestly thriving <laughs> it's so you like that makes so much sense it actually is and then i had the this whole like aha of how society makes you feel like you have to buy things like even if it's not really you and so i you guys know I had my old Chrysler Sebring for 11 years. Me and that girl went all over the country, like 200,000 miles almost, like never had a flat tire. She was so reliable. And then society got to me and I was like, okay, I need to get a new car. So I got my BMW, but that's fine if you want to get another nice car, but I just shouldn't have sold the Sebring because it's like insurance was like $70 a month. The annual mm. re-registration was like a hundred bucks. It was completely paid for it. Like, why would I not have just left it in the parking lot to use when I need to have like a beater car? Because with thrifting all the time in my life, I need to be able to like throw this random thrifted dresser in the car and like not worry about it like scratching things. And then when I had a nice car, I was just afraid all the time. It felt like such a liability. Then when I'd be like on road trips, I'm like, I feel like I'm like being too hard on it and then leaving it downtown. I was always worried about it like getting broken into and everything like that. And now with this truck, I'm like, oh my God, I can just be messy. And it made me think, you know how whatever outfit you wear that like feels like the most you, but then when you have to like dress up for an event, whether you're like in a suit or a dress or something. And you're like, okay, this is like fun for a day, but I don't have to do this every day. That's how mm. I felt like with the cars. Like I love my BMW and she was cute, but I'm like, I don't, I need, don't need to drive this like every single day. Like this should be like a fun thing. Like if I go on vacation, rent a really nice car, but like in my day-to-day life, I can just have an average car that just does the job. So yeah more on the story, if anyone is feeling the societal pull to go out of your means and buy a really nice car, release a really nice car, I don't know maybe you don't need to or maybe you can just get a second one if that's possible
1: keep your old one I feel like that's totally going to tie into one of my life lessons so we'll save that thought for later go for it 100% no 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 we can talk about once we get into the questions but like no I seriously love that Mm -hmm. and like it is so true. I feel like even last year when I was running, like, my goals for the year, I'm like, people had talked about, like, I had a friend who had just bought a brand new car and, like, his dream was to get a Porsche and he got his Porsche and he's like, you should, you should get a cool car. Like, why do you have a RAV4? And I was like, I don't know. Why do you have a RAV4? I don't know. But then I'm like, wait, I don't, literally don't need a new car. And it's that same realization. Like, I like my car. It gets me everywhere. It's not the nicest, newest car, but, like, I really like it. So isn't that all that matters? Yeah, it's reliable. It safely gets you where you need to be. And, like, don't get me wrong. If you're a car
0: person and, like, that is your thing, that it makes you so happy, a million percent go for it. But I don't Mm -hmm. think most people are that obsessed with cars. We just feel like we need to level up a lot. Did you see that TikTok about the guy? I think he's Italian, talking about how stupid Americans are with their cars. No. Oh, uh, He was like, I just don't get it. He's like, Ex- explain it to me for that payment amount. Is a it month? the bald guy that's
1: like no. ripped? No. Okay. Did he say the same thing? No, but I was like, when you're saying Italian, I'm like, is it that one guy? He's like Vulcan or something though. But oh, anyways, Leo? Keep- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Oh,
0: Leo Skipolsky or Ske- Skeppy or whatever. Oh my God. I love him. I literally watch the way that video. you're talking.
1: I thought it was like that level of sass and like oh. um, opinions. No. No,
0: but Leo is changing my life. He's giving me permission to be like to just cuss and show up as myself. Like I literally think he's like such a good, bad influence, if that makes (laughs) sense. Like me and my mom were talking about it and how he said the other day, if you're not obsessed with yourself, mm, sorry, babe, you're not something to be obsessed with. So make yourself something for people to be obsessed with. And it's like, dude, honestly, you're right. Like I am a tough love type of learner. Like that really works for me. And I love the way he just raw and real dishes stuff out, it hits. And I'm like, damn,
1: you're right. I'm not someone to be obsessed with. Okay. We'll work on it. <laughs> wow. Okay. Sorry. Well, I totally interrupted what you're saying about the no. thing, but
0: go back to that. Oh my God. He has this other episode out that like got a ton of views right now. It's called like being lazy is making you ugly. <laughs> <laughs> it's the number one podcast I think in the world right now though. So-
1: Yeah. Really? Yes. So he's really having a moment. I only know who he is from my friend Caroline. She like sent me, she like accidentally sent me one of his TikToks randomly. And I was like, who is this? She's like, oh my God, I'm obsessed.
0: Okay. Do you remember when we had Healthily on and afterwards we were talking and I was like, dude, you need to go on Leo's
1: podcast because you guys are both Albanian and
0: opinionated. Yes, that's what it is. Just Albanian. Speak
1: their truth. That's what it is. Yeah. Thank you.
0: I was like, gosh, I I know that wasn't Ukrainian, Albanian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, okay. Anyway, back to the Italian guy saying that we're all dumb for spending so much money on cars. He's like, the amount of things you could do in a year besides pay for your car payment. He's like, it just doesn't look that cool that you're driving that nice car. And he's like, I would rather be on a, a trip in Greece. He's like, when yeah. you get to the end of your life, like, what are you going to say? Oh, I drove a nice car my whole life. Or are you going to be like, I did this and this and this and had all of
1: these experiences? like wow you're right I Our feel car like culture yeah. in America is just crazy no it's so bad and it's totally keeping up with the Joneses but also I feel like it definitely can relate to how your parents were with cars because my dad always got just like affordable used cars and he will drive them until they actually like pass them not driving anymore like he just keeps cars forever and yeah I grew up and I'm like yeah. Cars aren't anything special. Like it's just, it's just a car, you know, which I'm yeah, glad.
0: Totally. Same. Mm, did I have anything
1: else to say about cars?
0: <laughs> I think, I think I'm She's good She's in her pickup truck era. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I am having so much fun driving around a pickup truck. There is definitely pickup truck ego though on the road. Cause you're like, wow, I feel very safe and tall up here. And like, yeah, it's just such a different feeling than, than driving a car. And yeah, I'm actually impressed with how good I'm at driving it. I've had to pick up like a lot of things on Facebook Marketplace and like back up into really tight spaces. And I've always felt like it was such a flex when I would see guys like driving these huge truck and getting them into very tight spaces and reversing. I was always like, damn, how do they like do that? And I'm like, I can do it. (laughs) I am definitely in my era of learning how to do all of the man things. Like with opening 1404, I was talking to you guys about like the painting and the electrical and oh my gosh, yesterday so Jesse we had her um had her visit me out in Palm Springs I feel like I talk about her enough that you guys know who she is at this point but she is also doing an Airbnb project so we're very on the same life path right now and so we took the truck yesterday like literally all over town we were working on our Airbnbs for like 12 hours and just picking stuff up at random people's houses and she has a queen bed in her basement that she wasn't using and I was like oh my god perfect like Can I take that for my Airbnb? And just her and I were trying to get this queen mattress out of her basement, but it's like an older house where the uh, staircase is like tiny. Like we had to like condense the mattress in there. We were like sweating and like really gearing ourselves up. We're like, okay, okay. One more stair, one more stair, because it was so tight. We just like had to make it like a C while pushing and pulling <laughs> it up. And then Mark, we had him on the podcast. So he abruptly just like moved to California a few weeks ago. Like it was a Friday afternoon, I think. And he like found his dream apartment on one of those websites. And he was like, okay, cool. I'm moving in Monday. And just like, which is so admirable like I don't know how someone I could never have the courage to be like all right leaving all of my things behind getting in my car driving new apartment see you all later like I just (laughs) could not do that I'm too attached to like literally everything. So he like took some stuff in his car, but basically left like a whole closet, like his bed, his TV, his dresser, his kit, like literally left it all behind. And so he told Jesse and I, and he's like, you guys can like have whatever you want. So we just like (laughs) ransacked his apartment pretty much. And like, I put the rug in 1404. It looks so good. The colors match. Like I have a wicker table, like in my apartment, a few pieces of furniture and art in the Airbnb. And there was this really nice dresser that Jesse wanted. for her bedroom, but it's from Nebraska Furniture Mart, and that thing is not built like Ikea. That is a brick, and he lived on the third floor of this apartment downtown, and so last night at literally one o'clock in the morning, Jesse and I are carrying all of this furniture out of his apartment, like this pile, like get it from outside of his apartment, like over to the elevator, down the elevator, into the lobby. Out into the truck. So we get this bed frame. We get the whole truck bed like perfectly filled up. Like there was not a a foot of room to spare. And we had the bed frame going vertical. So like way, way, way tall and then we go to leave the parking lot and all of a sudden I'm driving under the clearance sign and I don't know, God, universe, whatever, just told me to slam on the brakes and I was like, holy fuck we're too tall for the clearance. Like we, I literally almost just, and it was toe strapped in, it would have literally been so loud. Like I about smacked that clearance sign with the bed
1: frame. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And we look at each other and we're like, no because we put the bed frame in first and like packed everything around it and we're like, no it is one o'clock in the morning, like we are not undoing everything and then like going and getting tools and taking this apart in the middle of this parking lot in North Omaha like it's just not happening and there was like a smidge of room like to the sides of the clearance sign like Mm -hmm. and so I like drove up like on the curb and we like wiggled so that the one foot of bed (laughs) could like fit through the one foot crack and we got it it was fine and then we like get back to her place like unload everything and that was all last night so I went to bed at like 4 but here I am everything's fine. Bright and chipper, ready to go. Yeah, but I think it goes to show having a lot of fun with this because, like, I'm not tired. I'm like very excited about yeah everything. Anyway, I'm so sorry. I've been talking so much. I want, <laughs> need to hear
1: a little bit from you right now to uh, balance this out. No, you're good. I feel like, yeah, like you said on Jennifer's episode a couple weeks ago, you didn't really catch up. And on last week, I just dropped everything or most of my updates. So this is good. We want to hear from Allison. Well, that's really fun. Did he did his lease end like yesterday? What's um, he going to do with all that stuff? His is he lease just ended, everyone come and pick it up? His lease will end May 15th. We like ended up
0: cleaning up the whole thing. We were like sweeping and had like a bag of stuff to like go to the thrift store. Like we cleaned that bitch out. So it's fine. But his apartment so nice is so cute in San Diego. LA. Yeah, San Diego. It's like Spanish style architecture. I will be visiting just like as a thank you for cleaning out your apartment. I will be coming. (laughs) Yeah. Wait, that's actually like so unheard of to have friends that would do that for you. Right? Okay. So I've been really into listening to Diary of a CEO podcast. Well, actually not listening, like watching YouTube videos of it. Mm -hmm. And the Steven guy interviews a bunch of really smart people. And he had Jordan Peterson on. And Jordan Peterson was saying how having friends in life where you have very reciprocal relationships, where you just like always help each other, but you don't have to like tally. And like, yes, you say thank you. But there's like this understanding that I got you, you got me, like I will drop everything Thing, like whenever you need it. And I feel like I have a wound from that because I'm not going to get into it on here, but I had a friend in the last couple of years who hardcore took advantage of me being the type of person that will like help with everything or and be super giving and not think that someone would use me. And then she just totally did. And now I'm like, okay, wait, there are a lot of really good people out there who do actually reciprocate that help. And Jesse is definitely one of those people. And so is Mark. And I'm like, he's like, literally sell the clothes at 1404. Like, I don't care. And like we had him on the podcast. Like there's just you don't have to like keep tabs, you know? And going back to our community episode or the social wellness one with Chelsea, like she just really helped me think more about like the social relationships in my life and like how important community is. Because for a second yesterday, I was like, oh gosh, I have all these things I need to do to get the Airbnb finished. And then Jesse and I were texting and we both were like, wait, you have all the things that I need to get done today. I was like, I have a truck. She's like, I need to pick up things on Facebook Marketplace. And I was like, you have a bed. I need a bed. Mark is like, I need someone to go get my stuff. Like we all just like had the pieces to the puzzle that the other person needed and we could have like tried to do it on our own and like made it this
1: complicated expensive endeavor just like communicate to the people you care about and they will probably have an answer for you. Yeah and you were able to exchange what each other needed and it's like okay I need to move out but like you guys need a rug and you need this furniture like perfect. Perfect. Like <laughs> Yeah perfect. like <laughs> boxes are checked. We're good. Gonna exchange. Yeah. Okay wait. Tell us about Branson.
0: <laughs> <it> just one <laughs> okay, of you, well, I need to hear about Branson.
1: No that I loved what well, I was gonna say. All, are those all your updates? Is that everything I want to share for now. Oh, I mean, we've got, we've got updates on updates, but yeah, w- w- I guess we'll have, we'll have time in the weeks, the coming weeks. Yeah. And hopefully I'll be there next week. I'm like, I don't know why that wouldn't work. So I'm hoping that that will work out. Kara's going to be, really be the fun. first Airbnb guest. Yeah. <laughs> guest number one. I'm going to give. <laughs> number one in my head and my the- heart. <laughs> I'm gonna review with (laughs) I'm gonna be an honest (laughs) reviewer I'm actually gonna rate it a one star if it's a one star (laughs) it just rails me oh my gosh oh my gosh I could never I mean that's a whole another category of things we could talk about but like I you would have to have a gun to my head to like give me to for me to write lower than a five star on anything maybe a four star if there's things just awful and bad I just won't leave a review yeah same I'm just too nice
0: I have quite a lot of contributions on Google I like over a hundred I'm pretty sure they're all five stars but I'm like I only go out of my way to leave a good one no need yeah. to like
1: ruin a business's life over yeah them not meeting my expectations I think there's been one restaurant where I wanted to leave a one-star review and I didn't even do that but they already had bad reviews on Google I'm like I don't need to add to the fire but like it was so so bad
0: oh, I feel I like, like one star works. is for yeah. like food poisoning or like like something is actually unsafe not just like I didn't like it yeah
1: yeah okay I was probably a two-star line because it took two and a half hours to get our food <gasps> Shh. <laughs> What it was, was like so the bad problem? And the guac Actually the guac was like spoiled It was a Mexican restaurant at, Or like not even real Mexican It was like white people Mexican food You know like trying to be trendy and cute it, Like the Ozarks And it was just like a really good location Like total tourist trap And it was so bad The food took literally two and a half hours Like we got our drinks and We were just waiting for so long They brought out guac And it was like brown guac It was so bad And they had just opened So I think that like They're working through some things I'm like you guys have a lot of things to work through. supposed to show is. how much location is important because there can
0: be a restaurant like a hole in the wall place that has the best food, the best service, they care so much. But if no one knows where your place is, then they like can't find it. And then these freaking places that go in the tourist traps just get smothered with business and they give the bare minimum. So
1: bad. The worst. I wonder if it's still open. I don't know. <laughs>
0: This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Byberg Small Business Insurance. Whether you're a contractor, consultant, restaurant owner, photographer, podcaster, life coach, cleaning business, or boutique owner, whatever you do with your small business, there's a good chance insurance can protect you and your company from the potential risks of owning a business. Byberg is part of Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway Company, so you can trust they will be there financially. They have a 4.9-star average customer review rating, and it is truly a one-stop shop for your business insurance needs, and they even have policies starting as low as $35 a month. byberg is who we use for the Artie Friends brand as well as my two other businesses, New Wave and 1404 Collective. I've been a customer of theirs for years and clearly I'm a big fan as I keep choosing them again and again. They have a lot of specialty coverage areas that cater to small businesses and entrepreneurs that I couldn't find at other companies. Using Bybrook has been ideal for us because it was so easy to get an affordable policy and if we ever have questions or want to update something, we can call to speak directly with a licensed insurance agent who will gladly help us out. To get a quote, you can visit bybrook.com or call 1-866-757-4487, whichever you prefer refer. Either way, you can get a quote in under five minutes, purchase your policy and be covered the next day. Thank you to Bybrook Business Insurance for being a sponsor of the Already Friends podcast. As always, we'll have the links in our show notes as well as on our website. I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Rosetta Stone. They're the most trusted language learning program out there. They've been experts for 30 years and millions of users have trusted them to help them learn second, third, fourth languages. And this is especially timely for me because one of my goals for the year, I literally just said this in our Patreon goal setting workshop last week, is that I want to learn Spanish. I studied German in college and unfortunately, I don't get to go to Germany or Austria very often. But I have been spending a lot of time in South America and Mexico. I spent all of January in Colombia and I loved it so much that I'm going back in April. I'm going to Tulum next week and I'm like, you know what? It is time that I really buckle down and get better at Spanish. If you also are thinking of traveling more, learning second, third, fourth languages, I can't recommend getting started with Rosetta Stone enough. If you would like to get Rosetta Stone and not put off learning language any longer, there's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, already friends listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off for unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem 50% off at rosettastone.com today. And thank you to Rosetta Stone for sponsoring the Artie Friends podcast and helping me in my Spanish language learning journey. As a retail shop owner, I know how important it is to have a good, reliable POS system. That's why I'm so excited about our sponsor today, Shopify. Shopify has already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. level today. Shopify.com slash already friends. Thank you again to Shopify
1: for sponsoring the already friends podcast. This episode is sponsored by Honeylove. Honeylove is revolutionizing the bra game. Can you think of a bra that you actually like to wear? One that doesn't poke you, does not hurt, and that you kind of forget that you're wearing? For me, I'm thinking of my Honeylove bra. I have fully said goodbye to wearing underwire and bulky fabric bras that trap heat. Honeylove's bras feature supportive bonding that eliminates the need for underwire without sacrificing lift. The fabric is super soft and it feels like a second skin and you'll immediately feel and notice the difference. Right now, I'm wearing the silhouette bra and I'm totally forgetting that I'm wearing a bra, but it totally lives. It feels so supportive. It looks so good under shirts. And it's not like those bras that give you that uniboob effect when you put on a tight shirt or tight clothes. It separates, it lifts, it does everything that a bra should be doing. I'm also obsessed with the shapewear. I have this superpower thong, which is kind of like this mid stomach shapewear piece. The way that it gives my body this hourglass shape that I did not know that I had and is so comfortable. I have traditional shapewear from a few different brands and they kind of hurt so bad. Within a couple hours, I feel like I can't breathe. But with Honey Loves shapewear, it's so comfortable. It's meant to be able to breathe, to live your day-to-day life in. And I feel like I can definitely use the shapewear for my wedding. So I'm very excited about that. So if you're ready to step into that next level comfortable bra and shapewear, it's your time to get Honey Love. Go to honeylove.com slash alreadyfriends and you can get 20% off your entire order with that link. So it's honeylove.com, H-O-N-E-Y-L-O-V-E.com slash alreadyfriends for 20% off. Make sure to use that code to show your support of the show. And thanks again to Honey Love for sponsoring the Already Friends podcast. back. Okay, back to Branson updates. Uh, yeah, I went to Branson, Missouri with Hania for the Visit Branson Tourism Board. It was so fun. I I like, so people say that Branson is like Vegas, but in the Midwest, in Missouri. Would you agree with that? You've been, right? Oh yeah, they weren't wrong, were they? It's like Vegas and <laughs> no. Nashville, I think had a baby. No, it's 100% that vibe. Cause it's a lot of shows. There's like lots of live shows, attractions. Like you would have a hard time being bored in Branson. Like we had so much going on and there's actually some really cool stuff there. Like I was very pleasantly surprised if I had kids, like that would be a freaking awesome place to take your kids because there is so much to do. And there's like really cool museums. Like we went to not like art museums or anything. They're, they're like fun, interactive, stimulating museums. Like we, so everything we did was coordinated by the tourism board. We had like a whole itinerary. So on Friday, we went to the Titanic Museum and I loved it. It was so cool. Did you do the hand in the water thing? Yes. So first things first, when you walk in, they give you a passenger, like you become a passenger. And by the end, you find out if they survived or not. I was Blanche Greenfield. <laughs> uh, you can look her up. She's real. And she survived. So, like, I'm a survivor, bitch. Can't I'm kill me. Queen. <laughs> <laughs> and I think she had a son, like a baby son on the ship, too. And they both survived. So, that was good. And then Hania was someone else, too. I don't remember her in person's name, but she also survived. So, love that for love us. That. But, yeah, like, you get to go through the whole history. And they have the most artifacts of actual things from the ship in the world. And I was like, how do you have artifacts from the ship? Didn't everything sink? But then they were talking about it. They're like, oh, well, everything was like floating in the water. So when they rescued people, they also like went by and like swooped up things. that was just floating in the water. So a lot of the stuff was floating, which I was like, oh, that's crazy. So there's like plates from the first class dining rooms, plates from like second class, clothes, tickets. They had a ticket from one of the pets because they had like nine pets on board. So there was like a pet ticket. I'm like, oh my gosh, they picked all of this up because the trunks and like the luggage was all floating, which is so crazy.
0: No, that is actually like one of the better museums. My dad, big Branson dad. My dad is just like <laughs> the quintessential Midwest <laughs> dad that's like, let's take the kids to Branson and like, let's go boating and do the sports mm-hmm. and things like that. And so we, his parents had a camper growing up. So we went to Branson like I think every summer of like elementary <laughs> and middle school. <laughs> it got to the point when we got older, we were like, Dad, can we go to like somewhere else besides Branson? And he's like, What? Branson's awesome. And we were like, <laughs> Yeah, I know we go every year. But it actually, <laughs> if you're but if you're a parent and you have kids, it is like the perfect place to take them because from like go-karting to mini golf to these to the Ripley, believe it or not. Did you go there?
1: No, the we went to the Wonderworks, which was very similar. Ooh. And we went to the Hollywood Wax Museum. Oh my God. Oh, I have so much no, content that I felt. I need to post. <laughs> no fucking crazy like these wax figures looked so real like there was a Hugh what's his name like the playboy man uh Hugh Hefner one and like you could like lay next to him and put the robe on and like be like sexy next to him. And I laid down, I was looking, I was like, ah, like I literally jumped. Like I got so scared. It looked so <laughs> real. We're like, we can't. This is terrifying. They are. I've never been to a wax. Museum. It's creepy.
0: And, and it was it's like a so perfect funny. Place for, like a murder plot.
1: Oh, yeah. They, well, yeah. It's just, it was so funny because when we went to the wax, museum, have is from Mexico. Like she grew up in Mexico, I think moved to the US when she was in middle school. And so she didn't know like half the celebrities. So she would run up and be like, oh my god I oh got god it's Nicki Minaj and it was literally Cardi B and I was just like <laughs> screaming laughing like and she was so we filmed the whole thing I he had post this but just like taking someone who has no idea who these celebrities are and she's like oh my god it's Eva Longoria and it's like Mariah Carey just so wrong but she's so confident and so happy so good so wholesome yeah but two thoughts if you want to go to Branson with your kids 100% you should do it like so many things for kids but also like even as a girls trip we had so much fun because it is so camp and I I literally want to coin this term. It was like camp tourism. So going to like a campy destination and just leaning into it and having fun. Like going to the wax museum, wearing like the I Heart Branson shirts, like doing the whole camp thing. It was just like so many laughs. Leaning into what's quote unquote corny is so fun. No, you're actually so right. Like, I mean, I feel like the only place that's
0: like really acceptable to do it wherever is Disney World. Like right now, you know, you go and wear the ears and you get the food and you like dress in the outfits. But like no one has done it for like not as well known places as Disney. You know, it, it's like been cheesy. So you're so right. I
1: like something. I but I don't want to like hurt visit Branson's feelings like <laughs> coining that. But I mean like they should lean into it because I I literally think if camp tourism has a moment, it will bring tourists to like places like Myrtle Beach or but I, I have seen it with Times Square. Like people lean into the tackiness of Times Square and they buy the shirts and they wear the little Liberty Lady Liberty hats or they'll go ride the city buses and like be on the little bus tour around New York City, like people lean into it for Times Square. I've seen that. But like we should lean into the campiness of like really touristy destinations, like beach towns and stuff because I think it's so fun. No, I love this. It's like, you know how on bachelorette parties, you kind of put on the skit too,
0: but it's like, why not just do it for fun? Okay. Also important question about Branson. Did you do the duck tour?
1: Um, No, but I saw the duck boats there, like with the wheels and stuff. I feel like you should talk about this because this is like the most iconic thing to Branson.
0: Yeah. If you're going to go to Camp Branson... do the duck ride. It (laughs) basically is this, it's on wheels. And then once it gets to the water, it like turns into a boat. Which,
1: how do you feel it?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Very interesting. These like duck lips that are like a whistle kind of. When you blow into them, it makes this like very obnoxious duck quacking sound. And you get to like take the duck whistle home. So, of course, kids (laughs) are just like blowing into those like nonstop. It is absolutely unhinged. Obnoxious. Oh my gosh.
1: (laughs) Now, I'll say the attractions we did. So, Friday, I went to Titanic. Museum. Also, which you mentioned, like we stuck our hand in the water for like what the temperature was. Freezing. Like I, I know people do, are doing their ice baths and stuff. Like it was so cold. I cannot fathom. I mean, a lot of people died within like three minutes. They said like they were in the water or you passed out after three minutes and your body was shut down completely after 15 minutes, which I'm like, honestly, maybe not the worst way to go. They said you just like kind of fell asleep. It was freezing that like I stuck my arm in the water and I think I lasted 45 seconds most. But that was cool. Saturday, we did like a pink jeep tour so that was really fun like along the lines of like doing outdoorsy tours we did pink jeep tour and that was really cool because there is some cool landscape out there, like cliffs and little mini canyon and stuff like that. And then, yeah, they ran around, yeah, to some museums, did go-karting. Like, that's what I'm talking about. The campiness is so fun. So I think we should all embrace it and go to some different destinations. I think we're all getting kind of sick of the same destinations. And I guess even Vegas kind of has like a campy vibe, like out there for some places. So yeah. I don't know how this ties into like buying the nice car, but it kind of does.
0: Because I feel like Instagram culture, like makes you feel like you have to do all the nicest of things, but like sometimes the like wholesome, nostalgic, very average things are just better. Like it is. You yeah. could go, try to go to some fancy resort that's totally out of your budget and make it seem like you're having this amazing time, but meanwhile, you know you can't afford it. Or you could take like three friends and go to Branson and just be unhinged and laugh <laughs> your asses off and just like embrace it. You're so right. Yeah.
1: Already friends trip yeah. to God knows where. I know. What's another campy city? like I don't know mm-hmm. what's like the big tourist spots for their states like oh Dolly World that'd be a good one and Dolly Parton World in Tennessee like Dolly I feel Parton? like that's camp yeah she has okay. a, a whole Dolly Parton World I feel like that's camp hmm well I guess I feel like Harry Potter World is kind of like that too but that one's like more cool or like normal I think but yeah I, or like red. going there and dressing up and like committing committing to the bit um Red Flags is that in Texas like isn't that like oh, Six Flags yeah Six Flags <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that like that vibe. Yes,
0: even going to Yellowstone and like being like bringing the tent and fully embracing the like outdoorsy ness. Yeah, like-, like, there's a lot of random attractions inside Yellowstone, but they're actually fun. Of course, my dad was a big Yellowstone guy too, so we really just need to be taking some. Moments from our parents. They knew because it wasn't
1: Instagram back then. They were just doing the yeah. thing. We
0: didn't know how good no, we had you're, it
1: I think we'll again tie that lesson back into our little life lessons here in a second. But should we do peaks of the week? Yes, we probably
0: are at that point,
1: huh? <laughs> oh my gosh, we're really catching up. But I love it. I love when podcasts listen to you catch up and we hear about their lives. So I'm here for it. Same. Wait, you didn't have, did you have anything else to add about Branson? No, I think it was just if you are looking for a fun girls' weekend trip, 100% Branson. It's affordable. There's lots of things to do. You will literally Never get bored. If you get bored, and things that were, you know, like looked okay from the outside, like some of these museums, we went into, like the Hollywood Wax Museum and like uh the WonderWorks Museum. You'd go inside, and I'm like, how is this existing? Like there was just so many cool things in there, and I was just like so shocked and so pleasantly surprised. So ten out of ten recommend. I would love to go back, and yeah, I say take take the different trip and make it fun. Take the camp trip this summer, not camping, but like camp 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 <laughs> yeah like met gala camp any recommendations for where to stay like do you do camping did you do a resort i would have loved to glamp there's like this gorgeous glamping at big cedar lodge which is its whole own actually that's its own vacation like it's this gorgeous big property owned by the people who own bass pro shops so just like nature has tons of things to do is gorgeous and they've got these sick glamping area things but we just stayed at like a marriott in downtown branson just close to everything. And that was good because like everything we did was like a two to five minute drive. So it was nice. Downtown yeah. is where they have that little trolley and the train, right? Actually, I don't even know if it would be considered downtown. I'd just say like it was in the middle of all the attractions because I I know there is like a proper downtown and I don't, even, I don't know if we even went over there. But yeah, it's just a place close to everything. Cool. Love that. <laughs> I'm glad you took Anya. Yeah. I'm sure she elevated the whole experience. A hundred percent. She makes everything so much more entertaining and more fun. So love that. Okay, so we should probably do Peaks of the Week. So we got to get going. Um, What was your peak? Okay, peak is that
0: I started boxing. You guys, my life is changed. I could go on and on about this boxing journey for me, but I'll try to make it somewhat quick because I just, oh my gosh. Okay, so in high school, something you may not know about me is I was a little bit of an angry girl because my parents got divorced somewhere going from eighth grade to freshman year. So my life just like 180'd and then I can't talk about it because there's like other people involved, but we like had a lot, a lot going on like that two year time span. And then my high school boyfriend at the time, he was just like the worst, honestly. And it was like my first relationship, but he just cheated on me all the time. So I was just like really sad, really angry, didn't know what to like do with all of that anger. So I would like get in fights, um, like at school or at parties, like one time me and this girl got in a fight and I punched her in the face and broke her nose and like her parents had to call my parents. Like I, so then, which is like, that is bad for sure. Obviously I will say it wasn't just like going up and like fighting people that were like being nice and minding their own business. These were like other mean girls that were being bullies. They were asking for it. They were asking for it. Yeah, of course. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So then obviously I got in a lot of trouble, like from the school and my parents and the community, you know, like you can't just like fight people. And so I feel (laughs) like I like 17 year old me like locked all that anger in a box and was like, you tuck it away, throw away the key. Like you just need to not be mad and like figure it out. So for the last like 10 years, I feel like I had all of that anger stored in me, like underlying and like didn't know how to handle it. And it would like seep into other areas. A few episodes ago, I was talking about how like if I think everyone has like an underlying emotion that they like default Mm -hmm. to when they're like stressed or something or something bad happens. And mine would definitely be anger. Also, thank you guys who DM'd me and said that your underlying emotion was also anger. That was very healing (laughs) because I was feeling a little bit crazy. But I just like haven't had a way to safely express that anger and like get it out of my body and work through that and know that it was okay to be upset by the situations that happened. Like the way in which I handled it in high school wasn't right, but like my feelings were valid basically. And so now that I found boxing, I'm like, oh my God, it feels like so freaking good to like get that anger out and in a way where I don't have to pretend to not be stressed or something. Like I can just like beat the shit out of the bag. And the place I found is so perfect. It's like this very raw and real boxing gym, and I literally had over 100 people ask me what gym I'm going to, and I am gatekeeping the fuck out of this. I don't even care. I do not feel bad about it. Like I share my entire life. I give recommendations for everywhere in Omaha. I'm constantly like gassing up all of my local spots. And I am not sharing this one because I need a place where I don't know anyone. Like my job, my life, my career is very social and very public. And I need to have one place where I can go that I can just be me. There's no Instagram culture. No one knows who I am. Like I can just like hide away and like put my hood up and do whatever. So I am loving this. And I'm also, I think one of two white people, which is fabulous. Like (laughs) I feel like I'm traveling every night when I go to boxing, like only two of the coaches even speak English and it is just... Just so fun. And the workouts that we do, oh, I have never had my ass kicked so hard. Like, I'm also a person who really likes control. So going to practice and having no idea what's coming. I don't know if we're gonna be conditioning, if we're punching, if we're doing stairs, like I don't know how many rounds we're gonna do. It is just on the moment, however long the coaches feel about it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's been very humbling. And they asked me, they were like, Well, do you wanna fight or do you like just wanna get in shape? And I was like, I hadn't really thought that far because I was really just trying to like get myself to get to boxing. I didn't really think about like, do I want to actually be a boxer that's not just punching the bag like do I want to get in the ring and like fight whoa I was like you know what I mean like I just hadn't looked that far I was like you know maybe actually because like how badass would it be tell me like one like cool girl that like you know that box maybe I'm really out of touch with in the the community but I feel like all the hot girls on like TikTok all do like Pilates and (laughs) there's like the one girl who this is not a sport but she like flies planes and people are like that is so random and badass like we just love it not that I want to box for like I don't know the internet at all but I just think it would be so fun to actually fight I don't know what's wrong with me but like I think I would love that and this kid who started on the same day as me maybe on like day seven our coach was just like hey uh, get in the ring like you're sparring today and he just like had to get in there and like get punched and it made me realize like from that moment I was like okay he could say that to me any day so I better like buck up and learn these techniques and actually really try and mentally prepare myself for like what getting punched feels like because we've started doing exercises where you stand there and you just like take punches and it hurts (laughs) like really, (laughs) really bad actually. But I also wanted to tie this in to yoga. I was reading this article last night how boxing and yoga, I'm sure it was a biased article, might be the best two combinations of workouts. Like they are so different, but also like the exact same. And I am so glad that I did my yoga journey first or started it first because in boxing, you need to be like balanced. You need to focus, you need to... like have a lot of body awareness. You need to be able to like push yourself into uncomfortable positions. And like so much of what yoga taught me is like very, very useful in boxing. And boxing is so intense and like very fast and explosive. So after practice, I like do so many stretches and like on the days off. So in this article, they were saying three days a week of boxing and three days a week of yoga is like a perfect combination. And that's kind of what I've been doing the last three and a half weeks. And I am loving it. So I will keep wow. you guys. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I'm sure that from what you're describing that the girlies don't want to even go to this gym. Like, this doesn't sound like it's for everybody. It's no rumble. It is no rumble. And that's kind of like what, when people were asking, and I I did
0: say like the same response to everyone, I was like, I'm sorry, like just for my mental health, like I am just going to keep this one to myself. Like, hope you understand, whatever. I had a few people reply and they were like, no, honestly, after I've seen the workouts and seen what you're posting on your stories, like I'm (laughs) out.
1: (laughs) I'm actually fine. Thanks.
0: Yeah, like one girl the other day, she was bleeding all over and I was like, wow. I have so, my whole body is covered in bruises. I've got like cuts everywhere, but I, it is so much more me. And I feel like the yoga version of me that I was like really trying to channel that was like very soft and gentle is because I was like so embarrassed of like my anger that I was trying to like 180 and be like, oh, I'm so peaceful and like calm and zen, but without healing the anger part. And I just felt like I was trying to fit in a mold that wasn't like naturally me. And Clay and I were talking about this mm-hmm. how he's a very intense, explosive. Athlete, like CrossFit is a perfect match for him. But when he was younger, he tried to play basketball and he's like did not work for me. He's like, I am just, I don't have that like finesse. He's like, I'd steal the ball and then I'd be dribbling and just like kick the ball across the room. Like he's like, I just don't my my body wasn't naturally made to be a basketball. He's like, I'm not saying I couldn't have been good at basketball, but like I was just better suited for other things. And I feel like my body is very suited for boxing. I have like very mm-hmm. broad shoulders and also ran and you need a lot of endurance in boxing. Like Oh my God. Throwing like a thousand punches, it's so much. Like we do so much cardio and I would never be able to hang if I hadn't done track and cross country. Like
1: mm-hmm.
0: they'll be like, okay, go do a hundred stairs, carry a 10 pound medicine ball, meet us back here in a few. We'll give you the next thing. Yeah. Loving it. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> you guys can probably tell by my like excitement right now. Like I mm-hmm. never felt this way about any other sport. I was like, oh, I like it. And when I tell you I get so excited to go to class, like there's never a thought that I'm like, oh, I want to skip class tonight. I'm like every night
1: waiting to go to class. Yeah yeah, maybe this is your calling. Maybe she's going to be in the next rough and rowdy, the bar stool boxing thing. Like I, I'm literally wearing my fucking Mike Tyson shirt right
0: now. Like you guys, I have three t-shirts. You've seen all of them or you've seen the three of them probably a hundred times because it's all I wear. But if you go to my TikTok, I, I feel like I really out myself even more because all my TikToks are like in the same three shirts, but they're all gray. One has, one's a vintage tiger tee, one's plain and one's my Mike Tyson shirt. And I've worn all of them so much, but I feel like this boxing side of me, like the seed has been planted for so long. Like I've just always been very intrigued by it. And Clay was a little bit of a rowdy guy himself in high school. And I was like so attracted to him because I was like, that man could protect
1: me. He can fight. And people were like scared of us, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need offline for you to name drop all these people that you're talking about and who you broke the nose of. Oh but- my God. No, to this day, like they're so mean. Uh Leo, same
0: Albanian Leo, he-, he posted this video the other day talking about how the mean bullies in high school, like how they just are like, they've totally flopped after high school. And he's like, how great does it feel when you were like not the cool person Like you were the one getting bullied and then now you just watch them like totally not killing it. And he's like, you can't say it's not a little bit satisfying, right? And the girl that was so mean to me, like egged my house all the time, Jolly Ranchered my parents' windows, like TP'd us, like did all the mean things to the yard, constantly like, had her four older siblings, like send me hate messages all the time. Like that girl was so mean. She would just come up and like say the most cruel, Cruel stuff in the passing period in high school. Like she like scarred me. Now she is just not not killing it. And she she even her she logs in on her mom's Instagram and watches all of my stories and has this fake account. Like I can literally, I know it's her because of like who it's following and like still watches all my stories. And I'm like, girl, move on. We this has been going on for 12 years. Let
1: it rest. Oh my God. That was the longest oh week, of the week. But mm. we needed the full story. But I'm in my boxing and pickup truck era. Watch out. No, I, I again, this makes so much sense. Like the real ones? No, this is so Allison. Actually though, right? Like, doesn't it seem
0: so much more like me than literally anything else? I was also at practice yesterday and I was like, I feel like I'm cute for a boxer, but if I was like trying to be cute for an influencer, I'm like, it's never going to be me. I'm not the makeup girly. I'm not the like, I want to do shopping hauls. Like that (laughs) life was never cut out for me despite like kind of trying to like be that sometimes. But I'm like, oh, I can be the bad bitch boxing, big truck, big t-shirt, messy thrift girl all day, every day. Like authentically mean no thought put into it.
1: Yeah. And when you're embracing that, I feel like that's going to do better for you on social media anyways. Like, you know, like being just you. It literally is.
0: Like my best video is when I was talking about the homeless man coming in and I was wearing the same (laughs) Mike Tyson tee. And I was like gassed up talking about it. I was like, this man came into my house and I was like yelling. And I think there's like three parts, but combined they have like over a million views. And mm-hmm. normally I wouldn't have posted that because I'm like it's not very cute. I didn't think it was on brand. I'm like I'm just screaming in a T-shirt, and but <laughs> now in
1: hindsight I'm like actually that was a pretty authentic expression. Yeah, that was the real yo. Mm-hmm. Okay, fun. All right, real quick we want to tell you guys about one of our sponsors, Factor. Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian-approved meals delivered straight to your door. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including. Keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie, and more. We absolutely love Factor. I cannot even tell you how delicious these meals are, guys. And I just love that you just throw it in the microwave, it's ready in two minutes. I've had some crazy busy weeks lately, and all my free time, I'm wedding planning. I'm trying to eat right for my wedding, and Factor makes it so easy to do that. They have high protein meals, which I love. I'm trying to hit those 30 grams of protein every single meal, and Factor meals do that time and time again. They have delicious snacks, smoothies, and more. I love the coffee and chocolate breakfast smoothie. It's a protein smoothie and it is so delicious. I just can't tell you enough of how good and delicious Factor is. It's seriously the real deal. And if you guys use our code ALREADYFRIENDS50 you'll get 50% off. Again that is ALREADYFRIENDS50 for 50% off your first order. And that's at FactorMeals.com So go to FactorMeals.com ALREADYFRIENDS50 to give Factor a try for yourself. It's seriously so
2: worth it. And we're so grateful to have them as a sponsor of the Already Friends podcast. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 Plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
0: What if you could have a career?
1: Your peak of the week. Yeah, definitely not much of an explainer here, but my peak of the week is that our friends are moving and they had a going away party on Friday. So we got to see all of our friends. They just had it at like a local bar, which was really fun. Actually, they had a really good DJ. Like the music was lit. There was a little bit of a dance floor. We were dancing, having fun, sending off our friends. They're moving to Austin. And like so many people from St. Louis are moving to Austin right now. I'm like kind of getting FOMO because I love Austin. I think it's such a fun city. And it's like these two friends are moving we have, have another friend moving to Austin and two other friends moving to Austin. And like in the last year, a bunch of St. Louis people have moved to Austin. I mean, I think they'll eventually come back. I don't know how long they'll be there forever, but yeah, getting a little bit of FOMO. But excited for them, excited to visit. But yeah, it was a very, very fun gathering. I think I could see you living in Austin. I haven't been, so no. hard to say, but could you see that era for yourself? Oh my God, I would love to live in Austin. I mean, I don't know. I guess now they're saying that like, it's really busy now and like, I don't know, maybe I've missed the ship, but no, I think it's, such a, I mean I was there during South by Southwest so I literally got like the best experience mm-hmm. like the best time to be there maybe the more I don't know romanticized version of Austin but like I would love to try it out I think for now I still like being a home base in St. Louis but I feel like I do want to try and do more of like living in one place for a month and just doing an Airbnb or just trying out more places that would be so fun oh I'll be the person to do that with you 100% <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. I have people
0: staying here I'm like cool you guys can help contribute to my rent I can take a trip somewhere else I can and go stay in someone
1: else's Airbnb. Yeah. Oh yeah. You literally just did that in December. Yeah, in December, right? Or was that January? Mm-hmm. It was January. Yeah, January. Yeah. And so it's like the yeah, amount of time because it's long enough
0: that you obviously you know when you did the Charleston experience like that, it's long enough mm-hmm. that you can kind of feel like you're
1: living there. But it's short enough that it's still romanticized. Yeah. And it's like yeah, I could go move to Austin and like move a whole life there, or I could move to a bunch of different places and just do it for a month. Like there's different ways to do life, and I kind of like that way. Okay, let's read your guys' peaks. Okay, Jillian said, Had the most 20-something weekend, a bridal shower, and a wedding all in one weekend. That's so fun. Hope you had a great time at both those events. And sounds like you're booked and busy living your life. Haley said, On my way to Japan
0: for a much-needed solo adventure. Oh my gosh, you are so brave and
1: curious and amazing. I hope you have the best time. Okay, yeah, that sounds amazing. Wow. Ashlyn said, I just arrived in Panama and had the best first few days with some new hostel friends. Yes. What a fun way to travel, making new friends at the hostel, hanging out with them.
0: We love to hear it. And Elena said, having my first relaxing homey weekend after moving to a new city. Oh my gosh. I bet that is just like, oh, you can breathe. You got all your stuff moved in and I'm sure it's bittersweet because now your new journey is about to unfold. Wishing you all the best with that.
1: As always, send in your Peaks of the Week to our Instagram at alreadyfriendspodcast. podcast. Okay. And at one hour in, we're gonna read some of your guys' <laughs> questions. Um, so bad that really goes to show how much we had to catch up on. Yeah, this could have been like four hours.
0: I'm clearly in a very chatty mood. I don't even know how. Like, I haven't eaten. Just on my like third cup of coffee. Far as sleep, it's fine. But I truly think that that shows that I'm living in a lot of alignment right now because I have not been sleeping mm-hmm. like more than seven hours. My average, I think I mentioned it for the, since January, an hour of five hours and 51 minutes. But I'm mm-hmm. I'm like mm. I've never been happier so I'm not saying you guys shouldn't sleep I'm just saying I'm living I'm so happy that it's overcompensating for my lack of sleep
1: yeah and you know in one of our earlier episodes like beginning of starting this podcast you were only getting like six hours of sleep and you're like it works for me, so works who knows? For me. yeah I am okay. a nine to eight hours <laughs> kind of gal and I struggle if I get like seven hours of sleep like it's you would think I'm like dying it's not that bad but I need my sleep hey everyone's wired different anyhow it's all good okay First question, as always, send in your questions on our website, RDFanspodcast.com. Hi, hi. I'm three months into my new job and I'm on the fence about if it's a good fit. The workload can be a lot. My direct manager isn't the most reliable and it can be frustrating to work with them. I honestly don't see myself here long term because of the direction the company is trying to move in. But an old classmate of mine works a similar company and told me about a similar role with more flexibility and better pay. Part of me wants to apply, but part of me is also worried that the grass is greener on the other side and that I will burn bridges. Do you think I should stick it out or leave while I can? Hmm. Well, I like the answer that you had kind of written down in our notes. So I'll let you answer. Yeah. I mean, first thought was like, are these bridges even worth keeping? Because I don't know. I mean, if you're miserable and you might burn some bridges, like, are you even ever going to work at that company anyways? Or is this even like the same field that you want to be in? Because if you're completely switching fields, maybe it won't matter that you're burning these bridges because I personally have been in jobs where just they don't feel right at all. And I quit like after a month because I'm like, I can't, I can't do This and my sanity was worth it more. And I feel like there's a way that you can quit where you're not completely burning bridges. But I would evaluate that because, yeah, I don't think it's bad to jump ship, especially nowadays. People leave jobs after seven, nine months and jump around. And I don't know, it's kind of what you have to do. What do you think? I agree. Life is too short. It's funny. I had
0: made that video about only staying at a job for no more than three years. And someone commented and they were like, future employers seeing this. And I replied and I was like, dude, employers are lucky to have someone for three years this day and age. Like, Mm -hmm. this is a different time. People are not for lifers at jobs anymore. If you don't like it, I don't think you need to feel bad about moving on. Like, that company will learn at some point. Like, if they have employees leaving very quickly, like, they're the problem.
1: Yeah. It sounds like your boss is toxic and not a good fit. And I would just pitch it, like, this incredible opportunity I couldn't pass up came along. I really enjoyed working with you all. But this opportunity, I just couldn't pass it up. So, just pitch it as, you know, it's not you guys. It's this. It's me. So that you can negate burning that bridge completely. I also feel like it's important to say that I do
0: think you should make sure that you have the other job before quitting that one, like talk to the the new company, go through with an interview and get an offer letter. And then that way you could also use it in negotiating if your current job is like, okay, well, what could we do to keep you? You're like, well, this Mm -hmm. other company is willing to pay me this much more. If you want to pay me that much more, then maybe that big pay
1: increase could be worth staying there. Yeah. I could not agree with that more. I think that's so good. Yeah. Because they might, like you said, want to try and keep you and give you an offer and maybe more money would make your boss a little more tolerable. So yeah. Definitely don't quit until that new job is secured. I agree.
0: Okay, next question. Same conversation point along the lines of career how to navigate having a much more successful career than your male partner. He keeps hitting setbacks and my career is surprisingly taking off. I know he's happy for me, but I can tell he's sad for his situation. Yeah. What are your first thoughts? I know you put some notes here too. I think that is so normal. Like Clay and I, our whole relationship, we call it passing the torch because that's how common it is for us. Like when we first started dating, I was doing better. I had a job. He was in college. Then he graduated. He got a great accounting job. And then I didn't know what I was doing with my career and then i figured it out and then he was like okay we maybe i don't want to be in accounting maybe i want to like go back to school and be a personal trainer and then he figured it out and then i had a crisis and was depressed this winter and was like we what am I doing? I need to go to the desert and like heal myself. And then, so it's like that yin and yang. And I feel like if you guys can go through those times together, that shows that like that is your person because you're not jealous of the other person. Like you want them to do well and you know that there's going to be times where like you need them to support you. And my married couple friends, Mick and Curtis, they have the same situation because we were talking about it with them. They have a different name for theirs, but they've been together for like over 10 years, I think. And they said the exact same thing. Their whole relationship, they one pulls ahead and then the other one's like, all right, your turn, you go. I think that's so normal. I mean, I know that I'm not really giving you an answer of how to navigate it, but I think just hearing that it's really common is consoling and that he can be inspired by you and maybe something will fall into place for him. And then maybe you you might want to shift careers at some point and that's all okay.
1: Yeah, 100%. I feel like we always think the job and the career is like a staircase going up, but it's an escalator. You, sometimes you're going up, sometimes you're going down. Like it's not going to be a straight linear path. And yeah, like you said, I think it's just being supportive and just communicating like how you can support your male partner. Is it, does he want to have conversations about it? Like, does he want you to reach out to people? Does he want you to, you know, tap into your network and see if there's other opportunities? I feel like just communicate and see how this person wants to be supportive and yeah because everyone's like what people want from their partner is going to look different even like what you might want if you're in a low point in your career is going to look different than what he might want so just communicate that with him because yeah there's definitely been times where I've been killing it and Connor you know he works in sales and totally had to build his clients that he works with from scratch from point zero so there's been times where he's like been working so, so hard and just isn't seeing the fruit of his, what's that phrase? Oh, fruit of his labor. The, yeah, the fruits of his labor. So I don't know, you'd, like you said, pass the torch, lean in, like give support where you can. And hopefully it'll, like, he'll start to see the success that he wants. Mm-hmm. I, in that same
0: diary of a CEO interview with Jordan Peterson, the interviewer asked Jordan Peterson, like, it's so common for us to want to change people or offer like unsolicited advice. And I was like, oh, yes, what is he about to say? because I just went on my rant a few weeks ago to you guys about how I hate unsolicited advice. And I was like, I cannot wait to hear how he replies. And he said, we all need to get rid of the idea that we think we know what's best for other people. Like we don't, everyone is on their own journey. So telling them what you would do in that situation, you don't know the full context of the story. Like you never have the full picture. That's why I was kind of getting irritated when people were sending me some unsolicited advice about my situation. Cause I was like, you guys are only seeing the 1% of this situation that I've shared on Instagram. Like you don't know the full story. So it's not really helpful when you don't have all of the details to help provide a solution here. And Mm -hmm. then also when you're giving advice to someone and they didn't ask for it, if they do take your advice and have like a victory from it, it's almost like you stole that win from them and they don't get to feel as good about it because they didn't come to that on their own. Like you told them to do it. And then if they fail, they're like, well, why did you tell me to do this? So it's like, just let everyone stay in their own lanes because you really don't, you, you don't have their same background. You don't have their same goals. So like let people figure it out for themselves unless they ask for advice. Of course, then give them advice. But if they're not asking, okay, just like let everyone be. And I was happy to hear him say that because he's a very, very wise guy.
1: Yeah. So all in all, I feel like it's totally normal that he's feeling sad for being in this tough situation, but just hopefully communicate to him that you're there for him. You've got, you're his support system, like you're his social safety net. And yeah, hopefully he'll have some wins because that stinks when you're hitting setback after setback. And it just feels like you're hitting rock bottom with like, and you don't really understand why.
0: It's all relative too though, right? Like before I was dating Clay, I would have considered myself a fit person who like liked athletics and thought I was like relatively ish tone. But then once I started dating Clay and he is incredibly in shape, I then compared to him felt like I wasn't fit anymore. And him to me, he's not like maybe super good with his finances. Like that's just not something he like cares about as much. And I'm like very entrepreneurial, very organized with my finances, like very on top of it. And so he was saying, like before he dated me, he never felt like he was not like good with money or not like planning for his future. But then since I focus so much on that, it like makes him feel bad. So I also feel Mm -hmm. like sometimes it's really easy to compare ourselves to our partners in their areas where they're absolutely killing it. But I'm sure there's areas where your partner is like totally excelling right now, but it's easy to just focus on the area where you're really winning and maybe they aren't because it's like you're right next to each other to compare. And that sucks. Like, even if you love your partner so much and you're so meant to be together, it's natural, I feel like, to
1: compare yourself to them. For sure. Or even if your career is doing amazing and his is having these setbacks, maybe his, even with the setbacks, is still 10 steps further than the average person or someone else. So, you're right. It's all relative and it's all comparison. Or wherever, or compared to what he expected for himself at that point in time. Like, maybe they only Mm -hmm. feel like setbacks next to
0: you, but if he wasn't dating you and he was just in his own lane, he might be like, like, oh, I'm doing fine. I'm just kind of figuring it out. Yeah. So
1: okay. Um, yeah, you shared some really good things that you had learned in the past couple weeks. And then some of the ones I wanted to share, which kind of related to what we we're talking about. About the cars, about all the stuff I feel like one, the grass is always greener And that was something that was been really interesting Navigating the last few weeks I feel like going on this crazy trip to Saudi Arabia I don't know, made me be like Why am I not doing this all the time? Like why am I not traveling full time? And I was with like super, super cool people And it was just making me feel like Why do I live in St. Louis? You know, all these things But I feel like for every single scenario It's literally the grass is always greener Like I live in St. Louis Like, you know, not the coolest place on Penn & But I also save a lot of money and I'm making like a New York salary in a Midwest city and I can kind of go wherever I want at any time. Like I have a really flexible schedule and also I can afford to go on these like random trips and stuff where some people that I was with like live in LA and they live in Venice Beach and you know they're paying $8,000 a month in rent. Like, Not joking, not, not exaggerating. But I feel like if you are getting in in your head about like, what am I doing? I want to be living in LA. I want to be doing this. I want to be doing this. I feel like just what helped me was acknowledging that post-trip depression is real and like actually taking a step back and just letting yourself ride that kind of wave, but also talk to yourself and like journal and reflect after you've passed that moment because I feel like it's not going to help if you're in that sad confused state to like make any big life decisions Mm -hmm. you were feeling like the itch to do more with that yeah I think it was kind of tying into a little bit of imposter syndrome that I was feeling on this trip because I was just again surrounded by like the coolest people and I'm like I'm just a random girl lives in Missouri I don't know what I'm doing like why am I here why did they hire me there's people who worked at Red Bull, GoPro, they were like the creative directors at these big companies and like I'm shooting alongside them. I'm like, what? Why? Why am I here? But a quote that was helping me that I also shared on the Patreon episode that really was helping me with this imposter syndrome that I was feeling was like, if you were not ready, you would not have the opportunity. You would not be in the room. And it's true. It's like, okay, if I was not legit and I was not the actual person that could handle this task and do this job, I would not have been in the room with these people. I would not have gotten the opportunity. So. First thing, grass is always greener. When I was feeling like, what am I doing with my life? After, you know, letting the week pass and reflecting on it, I'm like, okay, I actually like my life and I like what I'm doing. And if I feel like I'm spending too much time in St. Louis, I'll just go live somewhere else for a month. Like there's options. Like you're not always tied down to something that you feel like is permanent. And then yeah, with imposter syndrome, it's just like, if you weren't ready, you wouldn't be there. So can I piggyback off the if you weren't ready
0: thing? Because yeah. that is resonating to me so much right now. I was talking to my friend Mick about this last night. So I feel like when I opened New Wave, it was June 2020, the first like six months of New Wave, I was like absolutely killing it. Like the store was so busy. People were like, oh my God, this is like new store in Omaha. Like my socials were doing well. It was pandemic time. Everyone was on their phone. Like there was just like so much hype around my life, I felt like. And I was so overwhelmed. Like the crippling anxiety, I could not handle that amount of attention. Demands, DMs, the expectations I was putting on myself, just like self sabotage the whole thing because I like could not maintain that frequency, honestly. Like the universe was like giving it to me, like everything I asked for. And I just couldn't keep up with it because I hadn't done all of the inner healing work that I needed to do to accept like all of those good things coming into my life. And so then when I like sabotage the whole situation and like hold everything in and like step back, once you stop that momentum, like it's so hard to get it up and going again. So I feel like over the last two years, I had to do so much deep work, like ah, doing the sound baths, the therapy, like getting into yoga, journaling so much. Like it was rough. And if you guys are spiritual, 27 is like your Saturn return. And that is just where you are really, really challenged in your life. And that was definitely 27 for me and now I am feeling that same frequency high vibration that I was feeling like in December for the first time again since then. I have healed so much, I did so much work and now I like accept it and I'm excited in the same things that used to really stress me out or overwhelm me. Now I'm like, oh my God, like let's do it. Like for example, last week, this photographer was like, Hey, on Saturday, can I come in and shoot 1404? I want to do this this feature on your shop. And like, could you answer all these questions? And I had like not an hour to spare and on that day or the 48 hours leading up to it. And I was like, oh my God, hundred percent. Like, why would I say no to this? Like, this is amazing. We're gonna get all these great photos. We're gonna get a feature. And I was like, yeah, come on Saturday. We have so many drop-offs. The store is gonna be busy. One of my business partners is out at another event for the weekend, but I'm like, add it on. I don't even care. And I like got up that morning, was so excited to get ready. Was so excited for everyone coming in and like literally was not stressed. 1%. Also, I think microdosing a little bit in the morning has helped a lot because I'm still doing that every day and I'm, I can't not mention that that has been very helpful for me. But yeah, it just, fe- it feels different. And I guess I just like want to reiterate that like the universe, God or whatever, is only going to give you what you can handle. And so like, that's like what the t- trials and tests are. Like if you're asking for something and then you're offered it and y- you can't accept it, then the universe is going to be like, okay, okay, we'll dial it back. We'll, like, sorry, we did we did a little too much there. I guess they're just like when things are coming your way, right? Rec- Recognize how those things feel. Like, do they
1: feel exciting or do they feel like too scary that you're not ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like you said, just how you react will help the universe decide what it needs to bring you next. And yeah, if it needs to dial back or if it wants to keep bringing you those opportunities. Mm-hmm. 100%. Well, that's oh. all my life updates. And I think we got a good amount of questions in. And next time we do What Would Your Best to Do? We'll get more through. We'll get, we'll get through more questions. But there was just a lot of catching up that needed to happen, so. There was.
0: And sometimes I feel like the most relatable stuff that you learn the most from is just actual conversations and people sharing their stories mm-hmm. maybe and I'm just really being like biased it, so. and justifying me rambling for an hour
1: I'm like they want our, our catch up <laughs> no I I love one podcast catch up and I've literally seen bad reviews of like this host never catches up they never share what they're up to I'm like not for us but for other podcasts. so I okay, cool. couldn't be us yeah it couldn't be us like we need to talk less I'm just <laughs> <laughs> we know how to talk a lot but yeah okay thank you guys for sending your questions again send in more questions so we can have have more stories and people to pull from for next month. But yeah, that was another episode of Already Friends. Thanks for hanging out, guys. We'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Already Friends. We want to tell you guys, what is our favorite thing in this world? Getting Apple and Spotify reviews. So to thank you guys, when we hit 500 reviews on Apple and Spotify, we're going to give you one of your favorite things. And we're going to tell you what it is. It's a $50 gift card
0: to wherever you want. Please, come on. We're desperate. We're literally dreaming up these reviews in our sleep. Got to help us get there. If we want to keep creating great Already Friends podcast shows for you guys, we need those reviews. So don't make us beg, all right?
1: Yes. So leave a rating, leave a review, screenshot it, send it to us. And yeah, when we hit 500, we'll pick two of you guys to get a $50 gift card to wherever you choose. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we will
0: catch you in the review section of our show. Love y'all. Love ya. Bye.